Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck, a medallia company, and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for the organization. We also offer a certification program for CSMs and coaching for customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Heyer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. Dev Kerber is joining me on the podcast today, and he's the SVP of customer success for Milestone. And we'll be talking about how he has used the crisis recovery growth or CRG framework to align his team around the COVID-19 crisis. Dev, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kristen. Excited to be here. So, of course, I was snooping your LinkedIn profile before this interview, and I noticed that you have a master's in computer science as well as an MBA. How did you land in customer success? That's an interesting question. My passion is solving customer problems. I started my career in consulting and professional services and loved the instant gratification that comes with delivering solutions for business problems. Yeah. As you pointed out, I do have a master's. Uh, After my master's, I decided to do something in engineering, but really did not enjoy work behind the desk. So I went back to professional services. And then I ended up doing an MBA from UC Berkeley and went on to run uh, P&L, profit and loss, uh, for service organizations that had included professional services, support training for a few companies. And as part of that role, I had to be part of uh, merger and acquisitions when I, my company was buying other companies. Yeah. About seven years ago, we ended up buying a SaaS company, and um, I was asked to lead the integration effort. Okay. That is when I realized how critical customer success function is, especially for SaaS. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up driving the transformation of the customer services organization to become more of a customer success organization. And since then, I've been doing customer success. And I absolutely love it. That's great. Tell me a little bit more about Milestone. What does your company do? And how is your customer success team structured there? So Milestone is a combination marketing technology and a marketing agency service. Okay. organization. So we provide all kinds of omni-channel services and products, uh, everything from search engine optimization to paid search to email marketing, uh, the complete gamut. We okay. do service multiple verticals. However, we are dominant in the hospitality industry. Um, with regards to the customer success organization, it's a pretty classic structure. Uh, we have onboarding, nurturing, and then the traditional support organization. The primary responsibility is retaining customers and uh, also upsells. Although for our higher end customers, upsell is a joint uh, accountability between sales and customer success. 
That's great. I'm sure this is going to be a very popular episode since everyone is dealing with COVID-19 right now. Before we dig into the details, tell me more about the framework we'll be talking about today. It's called CRG, which stands for Crisis Recovery Growth. Where did you run across the framework and why did you adopt it to tackle this particular crisis? So Kristen, I wish I can tell you that I came up with the wonderful name, but I didn't. <laughs> and um, I don't, actually don't even think Milestone came up with it. But what we did is certainly come up with specific strategies for each one of these phases. Why did we adopt this? Uh, well, I mean, the hospitality industry, which is part of travel, as you can imagine, when COVID yeah. first hit, it was terrible, right? Everything was at a standstill. standstill right? uh -huh. And therefore, like, you know, we knew we were going to be in crisis for some period of time. There were still things that needed to be done. So we said, okay, let's figure out what specific strategies our customers need to adopt during that time. And we knew that after some initial months of crisis, there would be a phase of recovery. And the strategies at that point needed to be different. And so we kind of identified those. And then everything eventually passes, like 2008, mm -hmm. we got through it. 2000, right. those of you who remember that, we got through that. <laughs> Yep. And so we knew we would get back to normal someday. And yeah. so we knew that we would get back to growth. Okay. I want to dig in a little bit on the hospitality vertical because I know not everybody in our audience travels and not everybody in our audience is super familiar with that vertical. Can you talk a little bit about the severity of the impact that industry has seen from COVID-19? Sure. I wish people did. It would help us a lot yeah. for sure. But um, I could certainly understand if people don't want to do it right now. It's It's been very devastating for the hospitality yeah. industry. Uh, just give you just some numbers. 46 billion with a B lost yeah. revenue this year. 4.8 wow. million jobs lost. That's 70% of the workflows that has either been laid off or furloughed. 33,000 small businesses are at immediate risk just in the hospitality industry of shutting down. So it's wow. very, very badly hit right now. Wow. Yeah, it, it's terrible. I mean, I know just personally, I'm normally on the road about 50% of the time this time of year, and I'm not traveling at all right now. So, you know, yeah. me alone. <laughs> Like, I might be the biggest impact in the hospitality I, 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 industry. Absolutely. And I was like that too. And like, yeah. I think I don't know what to do anymore because it almost feels like I don't want to be at home at times, but I, know. Like, you know, I have I know. to be. And same thing with uh, other parts of my family, but that's the reality of what it is, especially business travel. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So one of the biggest issues with any customer success team is the team itself. How did you leverage CRG to keep your team members engaged? That's a great question, Kristen. I think a lot of times we focus on the customers, but we fail to recognize that if we don't take care of our own internal teams, they will not be able to take care of our customers. So mm -hmm. really, customer success starts with ensuring that you're making your own team successful. So for us, it was actually a few different things, right? It started with empathy. I mean, as okay. you can imagine, with our industry getting hit so badly, Milestone's revenue got hit. And so we had to unfortunately go through some layoffs and furloughs mm -hmm. and cutbacks and salaries and stuff like that. People were trying to work from home for the first time and in very difficult circumstances. And so the first thing we needed to do was make sure that we understood 
the impact it was having on our employees, right? So empathy okay. was a very important aspect of it. The second part of it is because it was changed environmental conditions in terms of work, getting them engaged was a very different thing. So we mm -hmm. started doing daily scrums, so daily stand-up meetings, just to make sure that everyone felt kind of that togetherness and everyone knew what was happening, what was expected to be done. And because things were changing very rapidly, we also made, made sure that the communication was effective. Got it. The third is we actually had to do a lot of changes in terms of how we approached our customers. So there was a fundamental realignment of kind of the job for the customer success managers. So we went through that. And of course, once you make changes to what somebody is expected to do, if we don't set them up to do it, then it won't work. So a lot of enablement work went in as well. Okay. And then, of course, if people are going to do some very difficult things in very difficult circumstances, ensuring that we have a recognition process was important as well. So, Dave, how did you realign your CS approach and team structure to address the COVID-19 crisis? Great question again. So, Kristen, again, we kind of used the crisis recovery growth. Uh-huh. I actually didn't have to do too much in terms of the team structure itself. Okay. Being some responsibilities in specific focus areas. Okay. But um, if you think about a crisis phase, right, what do customers really need at that point? They want to hear from you, right? So connection was a very important aspect. Just trying to get in touch with the customer, figuring out what was going on with them, making sure that they weren't laid off, things like that. The second is obviously empathy is a huge component. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that they understood that we were a partner, that we weren't just a vendor who was trying to maximize our own value mm -hmm. was something that was important. Because a significant number of people were laid off and the people who took over didn't necessarily understand what they needed to do, meant that we actually had to step up and do a lot of work on behalf of our customers. So a lot of support stuff that we had to do. Mm -hmm. And then finally, as I said, they were really badly hit financially. And so yeah. a lot of them were not in a position to pay us. And so we ended up providing some financial relief packages to our customers as well. Okay. So that was in the crisis mode. Then when it came to recovery, recovery was not e even, right? So if you can, as you can imagine, what's happening even today in Hawaii, where people are not allowed to fly, if right. they do fly, you have to get quarantined for 14 days. Oh, it's no, 14 days in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrible. Right. You can't get to the beach for 14 days. Can you imagine that? Right? Versus yeah, a that's beach true. resort in yeah. Florida or even in California where people are, like, you know, people are just rushing to those places yeah. versus New York, which was pretty badly hit. So recovery is very uneven. And so yeah. we had to understand the specific requirements of each customer. Okay. We also had to educate them, right? Because this was a crisis. People were in panic. People didn't understand what was feasible. So we went through an education process. And then, of course, each customer and each requirement was unique. So we had to strategize and come up with something that was specific to our customers. And then finally, we had to execute on that. And then finally, like, you know, the good news is we do have some customers who are back to kind of business as usual. So with them, we are reestablishing goals and we're kind of realigning on what the rest of 2020 is going to be and 2021 is going to look like. Okay. 
Before we continue with the rest of the interview, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. If you like Strike Deck Radio, I'd like to introduce you to my new podcast, Reading for Success. Reading for Success is a short weekly podcast where I review books and articles on customer success leadership, break them down for you, and help you figure out whether or not they are worth your time. We will also be featuring author interviews from time to time. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many of the other podcast platforms. I hope you'll join me for Reading for Success. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I love data. If you want to create a data-driven customer success program, StrikeDeck's Pro Guide to Customer Success is a report based on a preliminary study of 5,600 CS professionals from nearly 600 companies. It highlights the scope of customer success and offers valuable data points to help CS professionals enhance their initiatives. Get access to it now and let data drive your decision making. We'll add the link in the description of this podcast. And now back to today's episode. So Dave, as you've started to move into the recovery part of the CRG framework, how have you addressed that with your client base? I know as we were preparing for this interview, you mentioned that you've shared steps to recovery with your clients. What does that program look like? So if I double click on what I just said, previously. Mm-hmm. Right? So there were three primary things that we did. One was exhaustive market research. Second was education through webinars. And third was a one, one-on-one kind of session with our customers on how they could recover. So if I go into it in a little bit more detail, with regards to market research, there are a lot of third-party organizations out there, which were providing a lot of information about what was going on in each market. Obviously, like you know, there was a whole lot of coverage going on in the press as well. So understanding that, collating that, analyzing that, synthesizing that, and boiling it down for our customers, uh, for their specific market was something that we did. Okay. Cool. If they heard just from us in terms of what needed to be done, sometimes people like you know, think, hey, as a vendor, maybe you're trying to sell me something. Yeah. So what we did is we did a series of 11 webinars with industry experts. Okay. They talked about all the different possibilities in terms of what some of our customers should be thinking about. And then finally, when we talked to a customer one-on-one, we went through that same process again. We redid the education. We came up with customized strategies. We came up with very specific proposals. And then we are doing execution based on what each unique customer's requirement is. Okay. So what are some of the tactical resources you've deployed for your clients during the recovery phase? Another good question, because, I mean, something like this cannot just be handled by one function or one team. Right. This really, I mean, it's almost what they say, right? It takes a village to bring up a child. (laughs) So it's a little bit similar to that. So besides my team... Uh, we leveraged our marketing team a lot, especially on the education and the webinar aspect of it. We uh, leveraged a lot of our cross-functional team members. We had to do a lot of new and unique things, which means that our product teams had to do different things. Our engineering teams, teams had to do different things, and our service delivery teams had to do different things. So a true cross-functional kind of initiative was important as well. And then vendors are very important as well. We were doing thousands of customers, tens of thousands of interactions, and 
thousands of actions. To do that, we needed a system. And so we were using a customer success management platform, StrikeDeck, to help us do that as well. So having a great vendor is important too. Yeah. So overall, what has been the biggest challenge your team has faced through all of this? Are you kidding me? We were perfect. There was nothing wrong <laughs> at all, right? I love <laughs> I it. Wish. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish. <laughs> I love your confidence. <laughs> I don't buy it, but I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. So I would say, I mean, we, we did a lot of great things, but absolutely, I think if I were to go back and say, what are the things that maybe I would do differently or do better? I think one is, even though we did focus on our internal stakeholders, I would say even more on that especially using some of the formal change management processes mm -hmm. because it was a fundamental change for pretty much everyone in our organization and what they needed to do, how they mm -hmm. needed to do it, how they were needing to interact with customers. Right? So I would say adopting much more of a formal change management process um, mm -hmm. was one thing. The second thing is, and this happened uh, for a brief period of time, I'm happy to say that we kind of got over it very quickly. So initially, there was some very intense discussion within the executive team to say, hey, you know what? Hospitality isn't going to come back for a while. Maybe not even till 2022. Some yeah. people saying 23, right? So we were doing pretty well in other verticals. So the discussion came up and said, why not maybe pivot and go after these other verticals? But I think we got into our senses pretty quickly and we said, no, we're going to double down on our customers. And so after that kind of brief interlude, we ended up kind of making sure that we took care of our primary customers. And yes, we are doing other things to kind of go after other verticals as well, sure. but not at the cost of our customers. That's great. So I want to loop back around to the beginning because I know there's probably many people in the audience right now that are thinking, hmm, this sounds cool. Um, and we're all in the middle of COVID-19. So, you know, we all have to deal with change and everything that's going on with this. If one of our audience members is curious about the CRG framework for handling a crisis, how would you recommend they move forward? What's kind of a first step? That's a great question. I feel like the Omaha of Nebraska right now. <laughs> um, so I would say... Probably the first thing is make sure you understand the customer's pain point. And, okay. and, and almost like, you know, maybe there are customer cohorts, segments, but each customer might have a unique problem or each segment might have a unique set of problems. Make sure you understand the customer's pain points because they are different during a crisis compared to when it's right. business as usual. The second thing is understand the conditions, the market conditions, the conditions for the customer. Uh, they might not be able to spend money, they might not have resources, or it might not be applicable in the with the market conditions that exist. Right. So making sure that a feasibility analysis is done is important. Okay. The third is, and probably the most important thing is thought leadership. And this is where I felt like uh, Milestone excelled. We kind of very quickly jumped into understanding the pain point, but saying, okay, what is it that we really can help our customers with? Mm -hmm. And so that thought leadership and the specific strategies that we came up with was really what connected our customers to us. Because when we went to them and said, here's what we've 
think we can be doing for you, they absolutely loved it, right? Now, the other part of it is, the reality is you can't do everything, right? So it's very important to have that discussion with the customer and say, yeah, we can probably do 10 things. And in fact, our CRG framework had 25 different strategies. Clearly no customer or us for that matter had the ability to do all 25, right? So it was about prioritizing and saying, what are the top three or four things that really will have an impact? Yeah. Right away versus medium term versus long term, right? And then the last part of it is change management. I mean, if things are changing, you've got to change, like, you know, how your people deal with things, the processes, the systems, the metrics. So uh, execution is going to be about change management. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last question. What do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? That's a great question. So, you know, before the, COVID, the crisis, uh-huh. I would have probably said customer success operations. If you think of the sales organization, the reason why the sales organization kind of has the ability to stand up in front of the rest of the company uh, is because they have all the metrics. What's their pipeline? What's right. Sales, their win ratio, like you know, who are they winning, who are they losing, why, everything. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, for a customer success organization to be successful, we have to have the same kind of data-driven approach. Right. Uh, not only within the CS organization, but also to convince the rest of the organization. But then, like, you know, once the crisis hit, it kind of started making me wonder. The interesting thing about customer success is we really grew during a growth phase, right? Customer mm-hmm. success, for all practical purposes, started after the 2008 crisis, mm-hmm. right? And things have been extremely rosy. This is the first crisis that we as a customer success organization are facing. Right. What we learn from this and what we use going forward, I think is going to position us to be a much better organization going forward. Yeah, I, I want to just make two comments on that because I love it. Um, yes, COVID-19 is pressure testing all of our customer success systems right now. Um, if there was weak management, that's getting exposed. If we didn't have enough metrics, that's getting exposed. If we, you know, if, if the team isn't demonstrating enough value to the organization, it's getting cut. And so um, it, it basically is our first crisis as an industry and we are getting tested. And I think that that's not a bad thing. It'll, I think we'll come out stronger on the other end. Um, I think the other thing is, I love your point about customer success operations organization. I feel like, you know, so many times it's like the VP of customer success making heroic efforts to do all of that analytics on their own. And they're not, they're not having the support to do it. And I think that I'm seeing more and more customer success leaders starting to demand some help in that area. And I think it's great because sales leaders have help in that area. They have analysts, they have ops people, and it's so important, I think, to have that. Absolutely. So, Dev, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your approach to COVID-19 with our audience today. We are all dealing with this pandemic, and I think you've offered some very practical ideas for how to approach this from a customer success perspective. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Kristen. It was a pleasure talking to you, and thank you for this opportunity. Look forward to connecting with uh, like-minded people and continue the conversation. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn. 
and uh, hopefully uh, we can continue these kinds of conversations. Sounds good. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can also visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And finally, thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.